You're listening to a Rock Candy podcast. Welcome back to Hot Tea Hot Takes, where the tea is hot. And the takes are hotter. I'm Erin. And I'm Evangeline. And today, we are going to kind of be delving into a blast from our personal past, me and Evangeline. Uh, we're going to be talking about contemporary Christian music. So, please don't turn away. Um. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even if you are not a Christian, or if you uh, were a Christian and you are no longer um we're just going to talk about the the state of the genre and um, also our you know history with this specific genre, um, you know. And if you were raised Christian like we were um, and are continuing to be a Christian, then you will probably relate to a lot of what we're going to say, especially if you were listening to Christian music in the two thousands era. Yes, because um, that's definitely the peak, our coming of age era. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, who are some of your favorite uh, Christian artists growing up? Uh, growing up, some of my favorites were um, Reliant K. Yes, of Jump course, Five, of course, of course. Uh, Zoe Girl. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I had um, uh, a Barlow Girl. Mm-hmm. You know, a Super Chick. Yeah, uh, all of those like sort of Christian punk band type things. I was very into that scene when I was sort of like alternative or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I also liked you know Nicole C. Mullen, mm-hmm. Kurt Franklin, those kind of gospel records how about you Mm -hmm. yeah I mean I would say like I didn't listen to an an enormous amount of Christian music I didn't listen to a lot of music that wasn't like Broadway uh, at the time so I but my first nerd (laughs) but my first real concert was Switchfoot which I know I mentioned before but um, absolutely adored uh, kind of I think I was trying to be punk I was trying to be edgy but also listen to Christian music at the same time so I listened to a lot of Switchfoot and Family Force 5 I thought it was just truly the oh, raddest yeah. thing I'd ever heard in my life now even as we dive into this I just looked this up because you know I wanted to have it on the background for when we talked about this so I looked up the Billboard Hot Christian songs fun fact You Say by Lauren Daigle has been number one on the Christian charts for 144 weeks <laughs> <laughs> Well, 144 weeks on the charts, period, and 128 weeks on the, uh, and 128 weeks at number one. So 128 weeks at number one. That is more than two years. I don't know this song. <laughs> you, yes, you do. You have to know this song. Well, you say, but Lauren Daigle, uh-uh. you say, it was like all over the place. It was a whole big deal because like there were a bunch of like self-righteous Christians who were talking about how like it wasn't deep enough to be like a real Christian song and there were other people who like were really into Wait, it. Wait, let me look up the lyrics. I think Hold it was on. in movies. Like, <laughs> like it's literally been at the number one for more than two years. Oh <laughs> my like, god! That shows you how much like moving and shaking the uh, Christian charts do. But that's, that's something that I think we're going to touch on is that like Christian radio, like if you make a Christian hit, you are in the money for the next two decades. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine was like inescapable for 20 years straight <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely uh yeah i mean i get looking at the lyrics of that song right now i mean they really it's another like a lot of it looks like a jesus is my boyfriend song yeah it's kind of like um these these lyrics could really apply to a man um and not just god but yeah. that it usually makes for a more kind of like broadly relatable song even yes. if you're not a christian and so that's probably why it's been at the top for so long um but yeah i feel like uh, there are some hits that have been done by Christian artists that got picked up by more, you know, mainstream media, mm-hmm. um, especially some Reliant K songs and things uh, back in their kind of heyday yeah. that um, were just Switch a little bit, two, yeah. Jump, four, Jump Five did a couple. Yeah. Jump Five did a song for Lilo and Stitch. Oh, really? Hawaiian no, I don't remember that. Ride? It was, compl- it was a I only movie. saw that movie one time. It didn't even, what? Yeah. That hurts my feelings. 
favorite Disney oh, movie. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I just uh, we, it was not one of the VHSs we owned, and so we just didn't get to watch oh, it very like often. Favorite. I did enjoy it though when I watched it. I liked it a lot. Yeah, they did a Hawaiian roller coaster ride, which is um. It is a, uh, you know, it's not even pretending to be a Christian song. It's just like a song about Hawaii. But oh, okay. uh, but it was sung by Jump Five, who was a Christian band. Um, I was just looking up I Can Only Imagine, uh, which is by Mercy Me, because I mentioned that. And apparently it was originally recorded for the band's 1999 independent album. But it was included on their t- 2001 major label album, um, Almost There. So the independent album was The Worship Project. But I guess it was their first, like, single like when they actually mm-hmm. released a professional project. Uh, and it came out right around the same time as, um, literally right around the same time as 9 11, because it was re- released October 12th of oh. uh, 2021 for the radio. So, literally, like a month after 9 11. 2001. And I, yeah, 2001. Yeah. And I remember, what did I say? 2021. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not this year. Yeah. That's the future, actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. No, yeah, 2001. Because okay. I remember very distinctly mm-hmm. that it, that it, coincided very closely mm-hmm. with 9-11. I think that's part of the reason people that it got it so popular. Well. Because if yes. you remember, like, America went through a very, like, religious period right after 9-11. Yeah. Like, we came, yeah. kind of came to Jesus, quote, religious unquote. Religious and was, patriotic. Yeah, yeah, religious and patriotic was a big thing yeah. at the time. Because the big thing about I Can Only Imagine is that it had, like, a lot of crossover appeal. Oh, yes. Like, you were hearing it on secular radio stations. Right. You were hearing it everywhere. Yeah, I do remember the song. And I think, too, like, you know, you can really track trends through Christian music just like you can through every genre Mm -hmm. so you know kind of back when that early 2000s rock was in bands like Mercy Me and Casting Crowns were big Um, and then we had the folk revival and you had like Need to Breathe and then you had um, all throughout you have gospel and kind of that sort of guitar based worship music which has just kind of been around forever Mm -hmm. although I feel like it had a big peak in the 2010s where there was a lot of like uh, you know, the the rise of the, you know, young male worship director yes. <laughs> uh, personality cult kind of thing where um, it was a lot, you know, a lot, a lot of live recordings of church services and a lot of like, yeah. all right, everybody stand up, you know, yeah, raise your hand. the spirit, raising your hand, uh, cry, all that kind of stuff. Which, I mean, this is like not necessarily like, this is not a take that needs to be applied to everybody because everybody can relate to this in their own way. I never found that music particularly inspiring. Neither did I. <laughs> um, I found it. I find it like, unfortunately, very like um, manipulative. Manipulative. Trying to get an emotion that I don't necessarily always have, and so um, I prefer. I would say, if I'm going to listen to Christian music, to listen to music that has more. I think like poetic value, at least like more metaphor, more kind of like uh, layers to it. Um, a lot of chanting and a lot of like emotional appeal music is not my thing. So like Hillsong and all that. Now, if you relate to that and you love it, like please don't take that as like me dissing it. Um, it's just I think I don't relate to it quite the same way as some people do. Um, and honestly, I love anything that has kind of ties to old hymns. So, oh my. Um, yeah. Wait, so, what? so I'm re- reading. I'm back to. I can only imagine. I was reading the, mm-hmm. the skimming the uh, Wikipedia article for it, and it did mention how incredibly popular it was. It was re- released on October 12, thousand one, as I said. Uh, became a major success on Christian radio. Spent two weeks number number one on radio and records, um, and then peaked at seventy one on the Billboard Hot one hundred. So just the regular Billboard Top one hundred. Mm-hmm. Number five on the Billboard Adult Contemporary chart. I was also hitting top forty, adult top forty, and co- and country radio charts, which is weird. 
weird. Wow. But um, the background, which I guess I kind of remember, because if you remember there, a couple years ago, there was a movie released about the making yes, of this thing. That. And it talked about, it was like talking about the... Um, uh, his inspiration for it said in the last phases of production Mercy Me needed one more song to include on the album late at night on the band's bus Millard found an old notebook with the phrase I can only imagine written on it he begins to write a song basing on his personal feelings about his father's Arthur his father Arthur's death early in Bart's life Arthur had been physically and emotionally abusive to, towards his family with Bart being beaten severely at several points Arthur and his wife Adele eventually divorced and Bart was sent to live with his mother after ex- an especially extreme whipping Holy hell. That's horrible. (laughs) Um, Yeah. He kept in contact with his father, however, and the father was later diagnosed with pancreatic cancer when Bart was 15. His father began to make amends for his actions and started becoming more religiously observant, reading the Bible and going to church regularly. As he became more uh, ill, his relationship with his son improved dramatically. And by the time he died in 1991, Bart was 18 and they were very close. Um, and Millard said, I got a front row seat to this guy to, to see this guy go from being a monster to falling desperately in love with Jesus. By the time he passed away when I was a freshman in college, not only was he my best friend, he was like the godliest man I'd ever known. That's wild. That's insane. (laughs) That is crazy. What a wild story. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think that's what the movie centered around mostly is like his abusive father and how he like converted and all that kind of stuff. Oh, okay. but, and I okay. think that's what inspired him to write it. But yeah, it, it, I, I distinctly remember seeing it in like tandem with like memorial videos of 9-11. There were a lot of, frankly, in retrospect, tasteless things that happened right after mm-hmm, 9-11. And one of them was like these like, these just like AMV type things about 9-11. Yeah. Just, like, it, like, it, it was, it was a weird time. It was flying and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's wild. Yeah, I'm looking back at my old worship playlist. Um, you know, I, I this is a little this is from college. I have old, you know, more new ones now. But, you know, I used to be very into, um, you know, Christian rap. And but I was just mentioning like the kind of newer version of hymns. I really like Jimmy Needham's album. Um, it's called. Sorry, let me look at it. Um, the hymns sessions is his first one and he just has a really cool voice a lot of cool arrangements of older hymns mm-hmm. um, and then page 116 has some some cool ones too where it's like uh, it doesn't necessarily put hymns in new tunes because sometimes those are great and sometimes they're not um, but it just sort of kind of takes them you know a little bit out of the older kind of organ sounds and into the little bit more contemporary mm-hmm. um, without it being just chanty and, and, you know, like, you know, throwing it in your face. Yeah. And, and it, it kind of maintains a little bit of that kind of intimacy. And I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Looking at, I found this other chart for Christian Top 40, which is not Billboard. It's topchristianhits.org. And I don't know how they... I love topchristianhits.org. <laughs> That's my home screen. So <laughs> I don't know how they measure hits, but they have a much different list than Billboard did. They had, um, which by the way, Billboard only lets you look at like the first couple entries and then it's like only for Billboard pros. I'm not about to pay money to no, look at freaking charts. Get on my face with that garbage. Get out. <laughs> So number one is Help Is On The Way by Toby Mac. And this is dated May 21st, 2021, so it's up to date. Uh, Help Is On The Way by, uh, by Toby Mac was number one. Good God Almighty. I think he might have been that one in uh, For a Son, maybe, because he yeah, passed away recently. Yeah, passed away. Uh, Good God Almighty by Crowder. Uh, Amen for King and, by For King and Country. Next to Me by Jordan Feliz. Feliz. Um Less Like Me by Zach Williams. Say I Won't by Mercy Me. Okay, I don't recognize those last couple things I said, but I do remember Say I Won't, I think, which is, I think, a kind of old song. Um, Hold On to Me by Lauren Daigle. 
another Lauren Daigle song, Out of My Hands by Jeremy Camp, Child of Love, We the Kingdom by We the Kingdom, um, New Day by Danny Gokey, interesting, Battle from, <laughs> from American, American Idol, Idol. <laughs> yes. Um, and, uh, you know, several American Idol stars yeah, have, like, Christian. made it in the Christian yeah, charts. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, Battle Belongs by Phil Wickham, I recognize that name. Without You by The Social Club Misfits, that's interesting. This World Is Not My Home by Brendan Murphy, No Hopeless Soul by Stephen Stanley, Keep On Hoping by I don't know Clemens. most of these people, I'm going to yeah. be real. Gospel songs Yeah, I like I'm this is going to show you how long it's been since I've seen some of these things. Fires by Jordan St. Cyr, Come Back Home by PD Martin featuring Lauren Daigle, Quiet by Elevation Rhythm, which I guess is Elevation Church, and God Who Listens by Chris Tomlin featuring Thomas Rhett. And I haven't heard yeah, of Chris Tomlin. Chris Tomlin, Tomlin yeah, and Thomas course. Rhett, that name sounds familiar too. Well, he's a famous country star, yeah, that's but I, I guess he's also a Christian. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of kick. There's well, a lot of that's just just country like country. how how out of touch I am because like mm-hmm. on this old playlist I have, I have your grace is enough, which is an old Chris Tomlin yeah, song, which I've you know sung in church before, I believe. Um, and a lot of these ones were ones that I used to sing in RUF, and and that R-U-F? you know throws me back to that, but. Uh, let's talk about Christian rap for a second, because you yes. went to uh, a Christian rap-themed camp almost, yes, I, didn't you? Basically, so I went to Kids Across America, or K-A-A, you know, and <laughs> it was um, it was basically soundtracked by um, by a lot of, like, 116 Click stuff. Which and, is, like, was, a it's like a, a rap kind of collective for Christian rappers, basically. Yes, yes, it is. Uh, the biggest being Lecrae, Triple E, Tadashi, not Tadashi, Tadashi? Kid. Yeah, no, that's right. Not Takashi. Not Takashi. Six nine. Yeah, very different man. Um, and so it's yeah, like kids they, across America still. Yeah, it's still the thing. It's in Branson, Missouri. Um, oh, Branson. Yeah. Oh. And so I remember I went there when I was a wee. I was. I what did you do? Was, was it like normal camp? Yeah, it was like a normal camp. We were there for a week. We were in cabins. Um, there were all kinds of like outdoor like activities, boats and blobs and stuff. It's very much like marketed towards. If it even says urban youth, like the camp. Spelled oh. with a K, empowering urban youth and their leaders. So it was like ninety five percent black kids, mm-hmm. and a lot of them from very like mm-hmm. rural, urban, uh, low income communities. Mm-hmm. In fact, I was a little out of place because yeah. I was raised pretty pretty like uh, middle class. So yeah, I was yeah. like, I was like, oh, I not I did not grow up in the hood. I don't know what's happening. Yeah, <laughs> but but I went with my um, with my uh, two of my childhood friends. That's fine. Uh, who I had grown up with, so I at least had them. <laughs> and, That's um, fun. Yeah, but it was a lot of fun. Like I remember, I, one of the things I remember, they had like a twelve foot pool. They had zip lines. They had a blob. The yes. thing where you like jump off the diving board. Yes. Like, the, yeah. I never did, it, but <laughs> I know what you're talking about. And they also went to Impact, which is a conference that they had in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And they had a, that that year that I went, which I think was New Year's of maybe I want to say 2010 or something like that. Um, I saw the crate live. Yeah, yeah, I saw the crate live in Jackson too. Um, he came to Jackson. State? No, he didn't. Yeah, he did, I think. Um, <laughs> I can't remember. It wasn't my school. He came to a different school. But uh, he was great live, honestly. Uh, I really think Lecrae is a good rapper. And like, oh, yeah. I think Triple E is a good rapper. Um, and I think that some of their songs are are better raps than others. I think you can judge things mm-hmm. based on their artistic value, even just separating the Christian aspect of it. Yeah. And I think that there's some people who are better than others. And I also think that you shouldn't shy away from judging people based on the fact that they're Christians. Yeah. Because if you do, then we're all going to have our heads in the sand. So um, I, you know, some of it is cringy and some of it is great. Um, what's the name of the, the rapper that you like who is, what's his name? Um, he, he and his wife work together. 
He and his wife. He played it for me in the car. Oh, 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 um, yes, yes. Oh, gosh. Um, Toby, Toby Weeway. Toby Weeway, yes. Toby Weeway. Um, yeah, he's Nigerian, so it's like in W-I-G. And, yeah. But, um, but yeah, Toby Weeway is, um, really, He's Christian as well, right? Yeah, he's Christian, yes. And his, he's, he's a great rapper. He's a great rapper. He works with his wife, Fat, and his like, sister or friend or something who does producing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's literally just like kind of a three-person team. I mean, they have other people that, but they are the primary core team. Mm-hmm. And they just release some amazing tracks. Some good stuff. And, um, like, just, he's, he's, he's killing the game right now. And he's very active right now because, like, mm-hmm. he's still releasing. I think he released his second studio album, or actually, it was probably maybe his third or fourth studio album now. Um, mm-hmm. But yes, that's definitely on high on my list of rap. I like it. That's probably my favorite Christian rap because mm-hmm. it is not at all corny. It's not corny. And it's not like a great. I mean, it's Christian, but like it's real. It's not like mm-hmm. every every single rap explicitly mentions God or being yeah. a Christian. Um, it's just you know, it's just there. Um, and I think like I was noticing on the new new releases, new Christian releases, not like the top forty, but like the new. Music Friday, whatever, for Christian music on Spotify. Um, a lot of it that is on that playlist right now is not what I would call worship music, quote-unquote, and it's not even gospel. It's, like, some very interesting stuff. There's, like, uh, there's uh, Spanish-language artists on there. There's people doing, um, uh, like, more, like, it sounds like African-inspired. Mm-hmm. Um, there's people who are just, I think, Christians making music about other stuff. Um, which is honestly refreshing to me because I think that like a lot of, you know, quote unquote Christian music is like confined to the Hillsong sound or to hymns, um, in the old style and like nothing wrong with that. It's just like, I like seeing kind of just people who are Christians making music and, you know, and, and you don't have to be on the Christian music playlist, but you can also be on the Christian music playlist and show that you don't have to make, um one type of music to be a Christian artist, which I think is one of the reasons why I liked Reliant K and Switchfoot for so long because mm-hmm. Reliant K was funny. They did, you know, Sadie Hawkins dance and they did funny, like, yeah. 80s inspired, whatever. Like, you know, and then Switchfoot had this kind of, like, cool sound. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it wasn't just one thing. And I think that that's why I liked it is because it, it felt like it had, you know, some different elements that wasn't just, like, music you sing in church, basically. Yeah. This is going to sound kind of goofy, but... Um, like it kind of reminds me of like um, uh, Veggie Tales, like the silly songs. Like yes. why those songs seem to have timeless? Because like it's like yeah. Veggie Tales. This for those uninitiated, Veggie Tales is basically a series that premiered in the nineties about talking vegetables that tell you Bible stories. I I discovered something very surprising on yeah. um, TikTok. Apparently, some of those Veggie Tales episodes were regularly re-aired on like other Saturday morning cartoon channels really? like NBC, and they were and the like Bible parts were cut out, or at least the verses at the end. So apparently, there's a whole generation of people who watched Veggie Tales and remember Veggie mm-hmm. Tales, but had no idea it was Christian until they were adults, which is weird to me. <laughs> I think <laughs> like, Bob talks about God. Yeah, they talk. About, I mean, they, like a lot of the stories are explicitly Bible stories. I mean, I guess if you didn't if you really didn't know to the Bible, yeah. and they didn't and if they skipped over the Bible verses. It like, would just maybe. be like, wow, but, this yeah. little boy is finding a big yeah, pickle exactly. for sure. It was so weird. But in, in, at the beginning, at the middle of every episode, they had silly songs. Yes, uh, which silly were songs were very Larry. rarely religious at all. They were just goofy yeah, songs. Yeah, they were just fun. And they were really fun. <laughs> oh my gosh. Silly songs with Larry was so good. I think a lot about how smart the one was where he's, 
on the on the psychiatrist sofa yes. and I, I love my lips. I, it was yeah. that, is that I yeah, love my yeah. lips. Um, I love my lips. I think about that a lot. I think I really I really genuinely still find the um the sombr- the sombrero one. Mm. Shoot, I some people are like yelling at their computers right now. You know what I'm talking about, though. Where oh yeah, the um, translated. Yeah, the mean and apathy, the um dance of the cucumber. The dance yeah. of the cucumber. Yeah. That is so funny, and it's still funny to me because I just relate to Bob so much because he's so like pissed off all the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like him. Bob was very pissy. I like tomato. him, and then and then Larry just has this completely chaotic sense of humor. Yeah. Um, I I think, and you know, watching back like QWERTY and the computer and all of that is so so nineties. Yeah. Um, it feels like a time capsule. Honestly, I I like their their classic stuff. You know, not to be a hipster, but I I, I don't think some of their newer stuff is as good. But um, I loved the Jonah movie. I really did. Mm-hmm. I thought that was so fun. Um, and the the Grandpa P. Yes. Oh yeah. The the um. Oh, gra- he's a grape. Grapes of grapes. He's grape. a grape. Grapes of wrath. I'm so sorry. We are the grapes of wrath. So stay out of our path. It is our style to never smile and never laugh. Oh boy. I'm sorry. I said he was a grandpa. <laughs> Anyway, no, you're thinking of the Come French Come on, peas. he's a green vegetable. Yeah, there was the French peas. Fruit. Yeah, the oh, French like, peas. Like, you're trying to ir- well, you're yeah. join us in our irritating little song. <laughs> keep walking, but she will not die. Yeah, well, keep, keep walking, walking, but she isn't going to fall. fall. It's plain to see. Your brains are very small. Do you think walking will be knocking down our wall? Yeah. See, that was fun. I didn't know that they, like, showed it on TV ever, really, but I guess, yeah. Yeah. I guess they did. Um, yeah, I uh, I loved Veggie Tales. I watched that growing up all the time. Did you listen to Adventures in Odyssey? I did. Yes, I, that was very much a audio audiobook for. Uh, well, I guess it was on the radio. Yeah, it was on the radio. Yeah, on the yeah. radio. Um, it was a, it was a, ra- a serialized Christian, radio show. Yeah. All right. So anyway, like you know, like I was saying before, you know, there's a lot of um, well, there's some several bands I like. I'm very much a fan of sort of like indie, mm-hmm. indie rock, mm-hmm. very creative. So like. Um, Toby Wigway is my, definitely my favorite Christian hip hop artist. Um, mm-hmm. Josh Garrels is mm, a really is yeah. a favorite of mine um, in terms of his um, his music. What kind of uh, 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 what genre would you put him in? I think I would put him in kind of a folksy, yeah, okay. I guess folk mm-hmm. indie folk kind of thing. Um, and he's got some very like sort of very just like. Vibe. See, I went to college in like a very sort of hipster area, yeah, right. so I got very much into like very hipster Christian music. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see, Wikipedia. Yeah, they classify his genre as folk, um, and um, nice. so I have a lot of like a lot of my favorite Christian artists are like very folksy, like Josh Garrels. Also, um, the Oh Hellos. Yes, I'm into mm-hmm. them. They um, they're really uh, nice man. They have a whole album about uh, the Chronicles of Narnia. Basically, nice. Chronicles of Narnia. They released two albums this year, like EPs. Mm-hmm. Um, they are uh, very, very, again, very folksy, very Yeah, light. I used to listen to them back in the day. Yeah, in a and while. they, um, and funnily enough, one of their songs kind of went viral on TikTok. Oh, yeah. Soldier Poet King. I think I come a soldier who carries a mighty sword. And that one, and funnily enough, it went, it went particularly big on Witch Talk for some reason. <laughs> Even though it's like, a Christian song. A yeah. lot of, like, you know, fey girls were, like, dancing around to yeah. it. Which, I mean, it's understandable because it definitely has that vibe of, yes. like, yeah. you know, standing around like a campfire, campfire telling a story or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it's just like, I wonder if they know this This is about like the rapture. <laughs> yeah, this is about Jesus. <laughs> but, but yeah, but again, it uses a lot of poetic language. So right. it's not like Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus like they never Jesus, actually yeah. say Jesus. It's just clearly that's what it's about if you right. know the context. Um, For sure. 
Sarah Sparks is another one. She's I don't know um, Sarah Sparks. She's a she's a very independent artist. Mm-hmm. You know, I, uh, she's actually a friend of uh, you know Frankie Leo, mm-hmm. which is another artist. But um, but yeah, she's recorded with him a few times. But she also has an album uh, based on the Contest of Narnia. Big cool, good one. cool. So I, cool. I definitely re- she's on like all major streaming platforms. I definitely recommend awesome. giving her a listen, as well as Frankie Leo, who's a personal friend of mine, but also very talented. Um, and there are several. I think she had several friends that have recorded albums. But um, again, I went to a school with a bunch of hipster musicians. Right, right, <laughs> for sure. But one of the things that I was kind of thinking about was. Um, like I mentioned it earlier, how like the 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 staying power of like the Christ, the the anatomy of a Christian pop star is mm-hmm. so much different than like a regular secular pop star. Mm-hmm. Because the thing is, I mean, some of those people that I read off that list, uh, you know, that um that uh billboard list or, mm-hmm. the, or the the top 40 list are people that have been in the game for 20 for 30 ages. years absolutely so long and it's like it's rare for like a pop artist to be in the business for that long sure you've got share and you've got maybe mm-hmm. like lady gaga or something like that you know that it's been around for a while right but like they're, they're few and far between it's not super common to have like a, right. a ton of like very popular people for because you know people get bored they move on trends right. move very fast in the secular world trends don't move that fast in the christian contemporary That's world true. they move very slowly like it takes yeah. like Christians will get a good 10 years worth of uh, out of a worship song, song before they move on to another yeah one. that's true so very slowly like trends do change but it happens very very slowly so you'll yeah. hear like a song I mean I bet if I walked in there I'm sure people are still singing How Great Is Our God oh that song came of out course yeah. like I think it's 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 sort of past that yeah. now but like yeah. it, that was around for 15 years easy and so yeah. like a lot of like Carl you know like um, Michael Michael W. Smith and all them can, yes can Stephen Curtis Chapman and can make their whole careers and just like make music and I think the demand is probably less they do tour Mm -hmm. but it's not like as crazy Mm -hmm. I feel like they have a very niche market mm-hmm. so it's like I still feel like Michael W. Smith could probably go to the grocery store and not get recognized right. except by a handful of people yeah that's true <laughs> it's like Beyonce or something right and I just feel like you know they, they have a lot of I mean maybe not every obviously not every Christian artist but a lot of worship Christian like Christian artists doing worship music will have their music Re, you know, played and sung in church for so long, or in worship concerts and things like that. That of course, like people find it very nostalgic, or they find it very like um, inspirational. And so you're right, like it holds on for so long. Um, we were talking earlier about Kirk Franklin mm-hmm. and how you know we kind of didn't know how old he was because we feel like he's been around for a and long time. <laughs> yeah, and he looks great. But like, um, you know, he's gonna he's been making kind of those hits where it's like his stuff just holds on mm-hmm. like Hosanna we were talking about earlier yeah Hosanna forever we worship you I was listening to that yeah. like, last week and I mean that's things and still honestly slaps. there's just some gospel music that is just not going to, to age yeah, like it's gonna sound old um, because it is just the essence of the style mm-hmm. it's not going to change that much um, and because of that it's like you know you could sing it now and it's going to sound as, as good as it did before um, you know and I think that you know in some ways Christian artists like any artist who chase trends, you know, they are going to sound more dated like, you know, Super Chick and you know, mm-hmm. some of the early Reliant K and stuff like that. Of course it's going to sound dated. Um, but then there's stuff that is never going to really sound that you know, old-fashioned. I think the gospel really hits that yeah. very well because it just kind of is the classic sound. Yeah. You know? And it's interesting you should mention like, things like Reliant K or Super Chick because I still very much like those. Man. Like, yeah, I, I definitely too. go back and listen to them. But yeah. somebody said, you know, like, basically the music you listen to when you're like 13, 14 years old is the music you're 
you're going to like for the rest of your life. Just because oh, it's such boy. a formative time in, yeah, the, in your life. That's so true. like, yeah, that stands to reason why I still like pop punk. Yeah, <laughs> like, why I still you know, like, like Fall Out so Boy. Like, it's so like dated, but I mean, it's just what I grew up listening yeah, to. So. That's true. That's true. I mean, it, it really hits you. And I, honestly, like, I think Switchfoot, liking Switchfoot and Reliant K for me, like, and Family Force 5 was like, just the beginning of me trying to figure out if I was emo or punk the or whatever. Touch which, of rebellion. Which touch of rebellion with a light sprinkling of Jesus. But no, I just do feel like it. I mean, I, I just, I, I was not a rebellious kid at all. But I loved, like, no, hard. Don't let her fool you. She was such a rebel. Oh, my Such gosh. a bad kid. Always getting in trouble. Never, literally never. Very, very rarely, anyway. But I don't know. I felt like I could be, like, a little bit rebellious. And I also, you know, all my friends were, a lot of my friends were into it, too. And it felt like, you know, not not secular music, but kind of edgy at the same time. Yeah. Um, exactly. I was never it punk, but yeah, I tried. I tried. <laughs> like that's the reason, like why I loved music with attitude, like Super Chick, and like, yes. like I would be acting out music videos in the backyard or whatever, like those, or yes. like Family Force Five because it, or Lecrae even or Tony yeah. Mac. Yeah. I very much listened to those because it felt like yeah, I'm edgy, a rebel, rap, I'm edgy, yeah. but it's still like Christian. I remember like getting to like because I would I um was telling my mom, my, I'm one of her sisters, one of her many sisters happened to be there yeah. and um i was telling her i wanted the Toby mac uh album and my aunt asked who that was and i said he's a rapper she looked at me real funny i said well he's a christian rapper so, oh, okay okay <laughs> that's like, all right you know, that's okay <laughs> well i knew people in college who could rap whole lecrae songs mm. you know like it was very much like the thing to do at the time yeah. um <laughs> you know this is before i kind of you know got into the secular world secular music before you became a heathen before i became a heathen <laughs> You know, but, I was just thinking, you know. there is no, like, contemporary Christian equivalent to Nicki Minaj. Is there, like, any female rappers? You know, I don't know. Not that I know But of. you know what there is? There is a gospel song with Nicki Minaj, with a Nicki Minaj verse on it. Is it I really? promise you, I'm going to find it right now Dang. because it exists and it really blew my mind. Nicki Minaj gospel <laughs> song. It was from, it's from a movie Featuring Nicki Minaj. Yeah. Tasha Combs Leonard, I'm Getting Ready, featuring Nicki Minaj. It was a real trip. And, uh, yeah, I think, I think it was from a movie of some kind. And, um, let's see here. Dang. An unorthodox, yeah, an unorthodox uh, collaboration shook the gospel music scene. No frauds, rapper Nicki Minaj joined forces with gospel superstar Tasha Combs or Cobbs Combs, on yeah. a new song, I'm Getting Ready, which is featured on her new album, Heart, Passion, Pursuit. Oh, okay, I guess it wasn't. Uh, but, you know, speaking of unlikely collabs, there was also that Kelly Rowland track, uh, When Jesus Say Yes. I think it was Kelly Rowland or the other one. I don't know Michelle. that one. Oh, that was that she got the she got the uh, Destiny's Child back on it. So Beyonce oh, was on that song. Oh wow! Yeah. So well, let me not get ahead of myself. This came out in 2017, and um, yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to get to Nikki's verse because I remember it was really interesting. Uh, let's see. Yo, ayo, hey, beach house. Uh, ah! <laughs> This is how Nicki Minaj raps on a gospel track, right? Okay. Yo, Ayo, Beach House Fives, Maneuver the Jet Ski, because I serve a God that parted the Red Sea, multi-million dollar commercial for Pepsi, from food stamps to more ice than Gretzky. I don't talk, uh, uh, the Lord defends me. I watch them all fall for going against me, because me and my angels shot the devil up. While you was trying to pull me down, I leveled up. I leveled up twice, I leveled up three times. He tapped on him, told him she's mine. So even when I cried, I knew I'd be fine. Prepare for a miracle blessing in these times. Now praise him, raise him, name it, claim it. Every time that rises up against me, shame it. I breathe success in and out of my lungs. I got the power of life and death coming out my tongue. I mean, it's not a terrible verse. No, it's not bad. I bet she had to really restrain herself from not saying, like, pussy or, like, 
shaking. Well, it's just like it is like the the biggest. I mean, she's still flexing really very exactly. hard. She still says like million dollar commercials for Pepsi. Like, girl. I mean, she's like. I mean, the, the, the thing is, it's the same lyrics that she would use on any other thing, except she's attributing her exce- her success to God instead of herself, <laughs> which is like, you know, I don't know, maybe that's truly what she b- believes, is that, you know, it's all blessings, you know, which is fine, but um, it really does sound like she could do that, the basically the same, if she was on a Lil Wayne song, yeah, exactly. and just do that and say, you know... Except and it's me, and it's me, yeah. and, and my pussy. And a lot of rappers do, like, yeah. drop name, name drop God. Yeah, of course. You know, name drop music. my friend God. <laughs> my, well, I mean, think, I'll, I'll come back to that. But, yeah, When Jesus Say Yes was, I don't think it's her original song, but it was released by Michelle Williams oh, yes. from of Destiny's Child, and she got Beyonce and Kelly Rowland to join the track with wow. her. So, yeah. Um, but, you know, what do, on that topic, what do you think of secular artists that have a heavy Christian element to their music? Like, for instance, Justin Bieber, Chance the Rapper, or Kendrick Lamar? Well, I personally, I love, I mean, if we're going to talk about a good secular album with Christian albums where you have to talk about Coloring Book, one of my favorite albums ever, it just like, I think bridges the gap very well because I think that that is an album that has a lot of artistic integrity and like doesn't, um, it doesn't shy away from talking about secular stuff, but it also talks about, um, I think, a very honest way to look at you know, God and, and his relationship with God. And, um, does that one have my favorite song on it? My favorite song? Like the song is called my favorite song? No. <clears throat> I don't know that one. This is my favorite song. You just oh, don't know the yes. words. Yeah. No, not no, on that one. He does one. it with uh, Chance the Rapper. Or, no, sorry. Duh. Uh, Charles Gambino. <laughs> no, not, I think that was yeah. on, uh, a- the Acid Trip one. Oh yeah, it was the Acid Trip, yeah. But, um. Acid Rap. Acid rap, but I mean, Kirk Franklin is on Coloring Book, um, on Finish Line, but he's also got you know big name rappers like Future and stuff. So yeah. it's like, I think it crosses over where very well. I find it truly to be like it is a very nostalgic album for me. I mean, Blessings, I think because Jamila Woods is on there and she has such a gorgeous voice, and she has she's another person who sings about God, but it's not necessarily a Christian singer or mm-hmm. you know but she is a christian so it's kind of like it's that crossover and it feels very i don't know it feels very authentic to me um and the fact that he's able to talk about like history with drugs or with whatever and then talk about like this kind of you know current time relationship with god mm-hmm. is like i really like it because it doesn't feel like he's fixed himself you know mm-hmm. that sort of thing um and honestly i think that's the kind of christian music i like the most where it's like more of the story. Honest stuff, yeah. yeah honest it's more storytelling it's mm. not so much like everybody be like me because i'm worshiping god right now mm. like it's more like uh this is how you know and it's like you know Nicki minaj's verse could be that it's just mm. like it feels very very Flexy. at odds <laughs> but yeah. um no but like but I, songs like blessings like really feel like it is a a thankful song, Mm -hmm. you know, for getting him to that point. Yeah. Um, And I would agree. It's like, it's very much like the, um, the people who sing these, you know, secular artists who are Mm -hmm. releasing this music. It, a lot of I feel like even in the Christian music world like in the people who are explicitly Christian there has been sort of I've noticed this in the in recent years when Mm -hmm. very rarely when I'll tune back into the contemporary Christian station because I listened to it all the time when I was a kid and every now and then I'll just check in and see what they're doing and I've noticed in the last maybe 
five years, mm-hmm. there seems to have been a little bit of a shift to where Christian songs are doing a better job at being honest about like yeah. how the life isn't always fantastic. Yeah, yeah Because yeah. like for a while it was always like, yeah, just trust in Jesus and everything will be yeah. okay. And like I think there's been more like like Mandisa I think had a song like there were a couple yeah. of songs where it was just like more like hey you know sometimes life sucks literal and doubt still, yeah it's still gonna suck even when you believe in Jesus right and I thought and I thought I think that that's what a lot of people don't like about Christian music and yeah. what I think is is very much it's too happy go lucky yeah or it's, it's too, too I've got it all figured out and you just need to believe in Jesus yeah. so all your problems will go away and it's yeah. just it's too oversimplified yes yeah I, I agree and I think like the more that Christian artists can be vulnerable like the better rep they're gonna have yeah. you know because with like mainstream media um and I also think that there is a danger to painting yourself too far into the corner of being a Christian artist. Like, mm. I don't think that there's necessarily a reason to go so far, unless you're making little, real, like church music to sing in church. Um, I think that sometimes it can be a little bit dangerous because people will sell you short. And that's a shame, definitely, but I think it is true yeah. that people will assume that you're going to do one kind of thing. And I mean, so, it's like Christian movies. Like, I, yeah, I, I'm, absolutely. Even as a Christian, I hear a movie Christian, I check out. I'm, like, like, I'm not going to watch so, that. Because what's sad is, like, to me, that's, that means, and, like, I know some people are not going to agree with this, but to me it means, like, it's gonna be lame. <laughs> maybe the writing's not going to be very good because they're trying so hard to make a point about Christianity that the story is bad but like you know there are great stories written by Christian writers stand up on their own so Mm -hmm. that's why something like Lord Lord of the the Rings Rings or or stands up on its own or anything by Flannery (laughs) O'Connor yes or or you know like uh, uh, you know coloring book or Mm -hmm. albums by people who are Christians but who are um, you know making music that is not labeled in a way that is going to bring up things in people's mind that uh, make them sell them short and you know I think that like it just has to do really with the music industry and also with kind of like um the connotation of Christian equals sappy Mm -hmm. or or trite or happy-go-lucky um in the way that we think of like you know Christian movies or I don't know, like Hallmark cards and Christian paintings yeah. with flowers and doves. Like yeah. it just feels like uh, it, it makes people not take you as seriously as an artist. Do you remember uh, Evanescence? Yes. And how that was a whole thing where it was like they were getting like they were getting kind of um, pigeonholed as Christian artists, and they kind of yeah. had to come out and like straight up say like, "Oh, whoa, hang on, culture yeah. punk breaks." <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Am I right in that? In it, this may be off the wall. Is Haley Williams a, a Christian? I wouldn't There's surprise somebody, me, I somebody <laughs> big in the pop punk. I I really think this might be true. I'll 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 cut this out if it's yeah. not true. But <laughs> I really kind of think that I heard that. Anyway, well, um, while you're looking that up, uh, what did you think of speaking of uh, secular artists? Yes, conversion. Yeah, she is a uh, Christian. Yes, and uh, regularly discusses her faith in relation to her music. Oh, that's really cool. But like Haley Williams is not somebody who has been painted as a Christian. You know, Paramore uh-huh. is not. But when you listen to some of her lyrics, oh my gosh, it's like very obvious that she is thinking about faith and and that sort of thing. And you know, she, uh, you know, she is not a 
you know, she she does not necessarily toe that line of like, um, you know, I think she's very open minded in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. Yeah, she's criticized a lot of the judgmental aspects of the Christian community. Yeah. So it's just it feels like, you know, with her, like I've definitely noticed in her lyrics that mm-hmm. she has some some themes like that. Yeah. And she has is- suffered with things like depression and anxiety yeah. and has been open about it, especially in her more recent album. So like that's another person where you're like Oh, she is a Christian, and she people know she is, but she's also very honest about her, how about struggling, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think if your faith is true, it, like, comes through in what you do. Right, and Whether, no matter what kind yeah, of art you're making. Even, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like you said, it's like you've got things like the things that were written by, like, J.R.R. Tolkien or Flannery O'Connor, you know, yeah. um, or, who are were clearly very Christian, but, like, none of their books feel like they're beating you over the head with it. Like, you could, a secular person could watch Lord of the Rings and not at all feel like wow this movie really wants me to become catholic like like it's just it's it's a perfectly good solid story on its own but also it has christian influences because it was written by a christian writer yeah um uh, what did you let's ask the million dollar question what did you think of the jesus is king album by Kanye west well, I'm going to be real and say that I didn't listen to it an enormous amount, but um, I really liked parts of it. <laughs> um, I really did. I think, like, um, I, I can see where he was going with a lot of it, and um, it's definitely an interesting experiment because it is is unusual for someone of his kind of level in the rap community to exactly. be releasing something this and he Christian. had such a mixture of um, like people Features. on the track. Like he had Christian artists like Fred Hammond on it, but he also had did he have Future. He had somebody who uh, Pusha T. Uh, oh yeah, he had Pusha T. I forgot about that. Um, uh, and he also had he had somebody else too. Was Nicki on it? Um, no, no. I guess that was promotion for Yandi or whatever. That was a different thing. Um, like there's a this, the article for Jesus is King is very long. I was just looking for the track listing. Good lord. Yeah, he's got. Um, uh, Selah, which features Seidel Young, Dexter Raymond Mills Jr., uh, Vivender. These, 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 these are the writers. These are the writers. Oh, okay. I'm like, who are these people? <laughs> these are the writers. Uh, okay, sorry. But no. like, Tidal... but it was produced by Benny Blanco. That that was the thing. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's a song with Ty Dolla Sign. Yeah, Ty Dolla Sign. Um, that's who it was. Aunt Kenny, Clemens. Kenny G is on this album. Incredible. Yeah, Kenny G, Ann Clemens, uh, Fred Hammond. There we go. Yeah, no, that's interesting. And Vinnie Blanco produced some of it. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then with Justin Bieber, like, we rag on him a lot, right? I don't want to be, I don't want to ever be like, I'm questioning his faith. I don't question his faith. I think, like, he he has been open about being a Christian. And I respect him putting themes on his albums that are, you know, Christian. And, you know, and, you know, he can do... He can do that for sure. Like, I I think that, like, I think that it's it's a hard line to walk saying, like, seeing Christians in the media, in, in entertainment, because I think there can be very positive things about it and very negative things about it in some ways. Because um, the more we have examples of Christians in, like, pop culture, um, the more that people can either like see what it's like to really live as a Christian or see what it's like to be a hypocritical Christian. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, this is not a reflection on Justin Bieber. I can't make that judgment call. But like, if people know you are a Christian, I think it could be very, it can be very hard probably to be a public figure mm-hmm. because it's probably feels like you can't mess up yeah. very much. Um, and you're you always going to be like judged. Like, you know, even Kanye, I mean, Kanye has 
some significant faults, and I am not yes. <laughs> going to pretend that that's not and, true. And, and but, issues with probably yeah. mental illness. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Is, and he's also got some serious mental, yeah. mental health issues. But I think that is one thing that he touched on in this album. I forget what song it was. I think it was the one, Hands On. I mm-hmm. think it was um, the one that he did with Fred Hammond where he talked about how it's like, you know, people will judge me for mm-hmm. like, like people, like the secular people will be like, what the heck are you doing with this Christian stuff? But he's like, but they're actually more accepting than the Christians who are going to be, who often like, you know, reject me and stuff like that. Which, you know, I think there's something to that. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, because some people would say, well, you're not Christian enough if you aren't like, yeah, cri- as cri- like Christian as you can be in your music or in your art. And then there's people who are not spiritual or not Christian who are like, you're being you're you're banging us over the head with Jesus and we don't want it. Yeah. So I'm sure that it's a fine line and you feel like, well, who am I going to please? Like if I don't go all out worship music or if I don't go, you know, if I don't like erase this from my music, am I going to be accepted? Like I'm sure right. it is a it's a hard line to walk. And I feel like it's probably rough to feel like you can't make mistakes. Of course, like, you know, you don't want to make, you know, major mistakes and nobody does. But as a Christian, you want to probably be an example. And and I'm sure there is a little bit of a burden or like a weight to Mm -hmm. feel like, well, will the Christian community be judged if I do make mistakes or if I do whatever? Yeah, will it reflect on the broader community? Yeah, if I look judgmental or if I, you know, and, and, and of course there are some people who are Christian of the more conservative flavor and I feel like in a lot of ways like those people have become the face of the church um so that when people think conservative they think Christian and they think like judgmental or close-minded like and that is not necessarily true for someone like potentially like Mm -hmm. Haley Williams or like people who um are openly for things like gay marriage or you know um Black Lives Matter things Mm -hmm. like that so I think progressive like yeah yeah, I think, like, the more that there are Christians of different flavors mm-hmm. <laughs> in the media, the more that people will see that it's not kind of one-size-fits-all. Mm-hmm. Like, literally any group of people. Like, yeah. if you define the whole group by the actions of one, unless it's Jesus himself, yeah. like, it's going to be very hard <laughs> yeah. for it to be an accurate reflection, you know? Yeah. No, I agree. And I think that, you know, we've got artists, like I said, you know, who seem to have some sort of relationship with God that they mention, mm-hmm. uh, maybe in passing in their music or just in general. Like I mentioned, Kendrick right. Lamar has a very... Very complicated relationship with faith, which yes. comes through in a lot of yeah, his music. Yeah, you can definitely tell. And even like um, uh, Cardi B doesn't really rap about it much, but she talks a lot, like on her Instagram, mm-hmm. about like God and a baby. Yeah, and a baby. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I'm trying to think of somebody else, but yeah, I mean, like people who talk about it, mm-hmm. um, but then they also talk about you know their wet ass pussies. <laughs> yeah, wet ass pussy murder, whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, doesn't Megan Thee Stallion talk about God? Yeah, like Megan Thee Stallion talks about God. Yeah, I think she's like, Christian. You know, yeah. and in some and people would say, like, well, how can you be a Christian if you're talking about this kind of stuff? And it's mm-hmm. like, well, uh, you know, he who has the first, first you know, without sin, cast the first stone. Exactly. I mean, it's like, like, you know, you can't, like, more like sexually liberated Christianity is like, you know, like, yeah. you know, like, there's a lot of, but I mean, I think that for people like Cardi or, or Megan, I think they feel that their relationship with God is very personal and yeah. doesn't really reflect on their entertainment personas. Exactly. Like, those, like, well, like, yeah, I shake my ass and do what I'm doing. This is just my job, but, like, you know, my relationship yeah. with God is personal. Um, you know, 
which yeah ooh. and some people like I said like some people would say like it, if you are an artist if you are a Christian your art must be Christian yeah. and then so, you know for some people it is their personal relationship and you know but I don't know that's going to be a, a debate like I think forever yeah you know it's not going <laughs> to who's Christian be, enough yeah no. yeah who's Christian <laughs> enough and how much is it your responsibility to be making art that is evangelical in that yeah. way you know um I don't know. I really don't know. But yeah, I, I feel like, you know, for for Christian music moving forward, like, um, you know, I think there's always going to be some that reflect trends. Like when I was listening to the, the new Music Friday for the Christian playlist, like um, there was some stuff on there that you was pretty much indistinguishable from a lot of stuff kind of Olivia mm-hmm. Rodrigo-y yeah. that just kind of sounded like any other young, you know, female uh, pop singer. Jesus is my boyfriend songs. Yeah, Jesus yeah. is my boyfriend, and you know, it's just like capital Y U. Yeah, <laughs> not a U, but you know what I mean. Like, capital Y. I love yeah. you. With yeah, a exactly. Capital Y. Well, like the song, like the women were one so off confusing. so well. I remember Jamie Grace, who was like a protege of um, Toby Mac, released a song. I love the way you hold me, and that song was indistinguishable from a love song me. to the point that it was used in a belt commercial. Oh. <laughs> there was basically nothing. Thing to indicate that it was a Christian song, except that at the very okay. end of the thing, she said, "Lord, I love, Lord, I love the way you hold me." But even that could have just been used as an Lord. expletive, <laughs> like "Lord, I love the way." You know, I mean, it was just like every single thing. It was like, "I love the way you hold me by my side." You'll always be. You take take each and every day and make it special in some way. I love you more than the words in my brain can express. I can't imagine even loving you less, Lord. I love the way you hold me. No. I'm like that. Could that's so that's the peak. Jesus is my boyfriend song. <laughs> I don't know. I know. I literally just said this, but like, I don't like that either. Yeah. <laughs> like, because at a certain point, I'm like, sure, your music does not have to be distinctly Christian. If you are a Christian, you're making music. But if you're trying to make a song that's specifically about like Jesus's love, mm-hmm. I do think you have to be aware of what of how much it sounds like a romantic song. Yeah. Like the way if your metaphors are all about are all something that could apply to a significant other. Wet kiss. Heaven meets earth like a sloppy wet wet kiss. kiss. And people, to the point that some youth groups were very uncomfortable with it and started switching to like passionate kiss. That's the real measure of Christianity. Do you say sloppy wet or passionate? Or unforeseen. Yeah, yeah. He loves us. Oh, how yeah. he I loves us. I did lead worship some, one time, and I did. <laughs> we definitely did unforeseen. We didn't do sloppy wet. I just. Uh, we were at a Presbyterian school, basically, so I uh, didn't say that. And I mean, that just takes me back to, like, being in, like, high school youth group, and, like, when they would just, like, vamp the chorus for forever, and the lights are low, and everybody's swaying it's back like and forth. Be crying. So yeah, just, just like pushing it until you start crying. Did like, you have a spiritual experience <laughs> yeah. today? Did you? Are you crying? Oh jeez, yeah. Gosh, boy, exhausting. Yeah, yeah. Because there was some chapel where I was definitely like, dang, we have been standing up for a long time, yeah. and like, not to say that it wasn't like a good experience. Well, I don't know. I like I said before, that kind of music does not necessarily always move me, but yeah. I have depression, so you know, yeah. like, at a certain <laughs> point, <laughs> at a certain point. Yeah. Well, but, I feel like it's. It is to a t- it is to a level emotionally and um, manipulative. Like where I very you're I mean, supposed to get so worked up that 
that you think yeah. the Holy Spirit is there, and the Holy Spirit is there, but is he necessarily the one who's making you cry right now? No, it might yeah. just be that it's you're really pressure. super worked up. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. it's like I very much remember those moments where I where I felt like I had to cry. Yeah, like I had to raise my hands, I had to cry, I had to show that. Or you, know, you Jesus were not going to be yeah. as a good of a Christian as the girl next to you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it did kind of feel that way. Now there have definitely been times where I've like felt that legitimately. Yeah, where it's been like oh this is you know I'm thinking of something that's making me feel like very moved right now yes but I think if you're feeling pressured by the atmosphere so much that you feel like you're going to be a bad Christian if you don't do it that's where it starts to get real sketchy for me (laughs) because then it's not genuine and like that's not I don't know so yeah I think that it can be it can be a hard line because like you want people to feel things but you don't want to make them feel things that are not not genuine before we part ways, um, let's just touch briefly on. Did you do you remember any of the um, songs that like more kid oriented Christian songs that were kind of goofy, like "Big House" by Audio Adrenaline, a big big house, <gasps> yes, with lots and lots of rooms, <laughs> a big big, big, big table, house. yeah, with yeah, lots and lots of food, or uh, how about uh, "I will dance, I will sing to be mad for my king, nothing more is hindering this passion in my soul, and I'll become even more." Identified than this. Some may say no, it's foolish. No, I don't know this It's not, 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 not. Hey, not, 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 not. It was like, like BBS type well, song. Well, <laughs> I remember very much like, um, uh, Pharaoh, Pharaoh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh baby, baby, let, let my, my people, people go. go. <gasps> Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That was the most horrifically attitude thing I've ever heard. That and I, I didn't know until I was much older that that was based on an actual song. Yeah, yeah, no, I thought it was just the Pharaoh, Pharaoh one. Yeah. Yeah, um, like these lyrics that it's a big, big house with lots and lots of room. A big, big, big table with lots, lots and lots, lots of food. food. A big, big yard where, where we, we can, can play football. football. A big, big house. Hey, it's, it's my, my father's, father's house. house. And then it says, bop, boop, you. And it says, yeah. I know a big old house with rooms for everyone. Lots of land we can play and run and we need love and I got yeah, family I do this song yeah it's very much like hey kids dance because heaven's gonna be one big party <laughs> Woo! well hey maybe that's what all Christian music should be like honestly at this point I mean it's timeless I do be remembering it yeah I do or what about, I do oh. be remembering it uh, na 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 waves yeah. of mercy yes, waves yes. of grace every and these all came with hand motions yes <laughs> I see your face and if you were if you really had been to church camp you knew all the hand motions yes so. yes so if you're a true Christian, true Christian. or what was that other one? It was like, um, uh, oh, I'm trading my sorrows, I'm trading my shame. Maybe. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Yes, yes Lord, Lord. Yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Yes, yes, Lord. Amen. Yes, I do remember that one. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Uh, uh, deep and wide, deep and wide. Yeah. Oh yeah, those like really course, early Sunday real school, early like like at preschool um, Sunday school. Uh, what's the one with mm-hmm. the? Mm-hmm. What's the one with the um, uh, the military metaphors? No, no, the the um, um, ba- there's like you do baby and then you do, um, oh it's um. The the Jacob's the wagons and the stallion. Oh, you, know, no. um, <laughs> you know what it's called? I, I don't. No. I remember the one that was like, um, ah, I may never march in the infantry, ride in the cavalry, shoot the artillery. I may never zoom or the enemy, but I'm in the Lord's army. Yes, sir. <laughs> That's. 
Oh, gosh. What? <laughs> Dang, dude. Okay, well, if you know what I'm talking about. Father Abraham had many sons, sons and many and sons, sons had Father Abraham. Abraham. I'm one of them, and so are you. So let's us praise the Lord. It's right like, arm. It's <laughs> called crossing. It's like about crossing the Jordan River. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? The angels came after him, and I remember doing the, the angel wings <laughs> movement. Anyway. I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, I'll think of it on the way home. It's all right. Nah, um, but anyway, we um, have enjoyed talking with you guys about this. And just reliving our whole childhood. Our whole childhood. Audio Adrenaline Sunday is another school. band that we didn't really talk about, yeah. but yeah, they're another, like, Christian group. Um, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's like, you know, we, when we think about these things, it's like, at first the thought is, are we going to have enough to talk about? But, like, once it starts, it's like, once there's the ball always, rolls, it's there's like, oh, always yeah, there's so much. There's so much going on there. There's always so much to talk about with this stuff. So, but. yeah, I was telling Angela, before we start recording, I'm surprised we haven't touched on this topic before. Before on the show, now, yeah, because it it's so very, much a part of both of our childhoods. Yeah, it seems very, very obviously like something we would be able to connect about, but yeah. but we did it now, so yeah. Yes. I don't have any tea today. I have a giant jug of either. water. I lost I my water bottle. Oh. I got this from Amazon. It's got one of those levels to where you have to drink at a certain time or whatever. You didn't make it's it. A half gallon? No, I didn't. <laughs> Don't judge me, man. Chug it. Chug it. Chug it. It's after 8 p.m. You should have drunk that whole thing by now. I'm just kidding. Please don't die. That's a lot of water, dude. I need to hydrate, man. You know, the more you drink, the more you realize how thirsty you are. Yeah, the more you pee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yes, the more you drink, the more you pee. That is basic cause and effect. That's true. <laughs> but you do feel like pee a lot if you're really hydrated. Yes. But actually, it's a good thing. And Moving. your bladder gets used to it once if, you're, if you consistently stay hydrated. That's true. That's true. Huh? Anyway. This has been Hydration uh, Tips with Aaron and Evangeline. It's important to stay hydrated. <laughs> it is. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, please let us know on our socials or whatever if you did grow up like this or you remember some of these corny songs or maybe one of your Christian friends dragged you along to youth group one day for the free right, pizza right. Uh, and you just happened to hear some of them and they stuck in your brain. Please let us know. We'd love to hear uh, some of the ones that maybe we didn't mention that you remember from, from growing up. <laughs> it's a song about chariots. Chariots. <laughs> She's really, chariots. really <laughs> for chariots. Yes. Coming for the chariots. Oh, that's a, like a Negro spiritual. I know. <laughs> but we basically, so we had swing low and it's like a yeah. baby. So sweet. And you do the Italian yeah. like, mamma mia. Sweet <laughs> chariots. And it's like the horse is like shaking you. Thinking like some like one of them like uh, our, our march in the infantry songs. You talking about like a straight like slave song? I know, but I just literally couldn't think of the word cheering. Coming for to carry me home. I looked over Jordan and what did I see? Okay, so when they say band, this is what I'm talking about. When they say band of angels, you do the trombone, and then you make the angel wings behind you, but they're big wings. So So many of them had, like, hand motions. I cannot even express how many hand motions I had to learn as a kid. Yeah. I was in children's choir growing up because I yeah, was one of same. Those And I was like, and I'm, my first solo performance was in children's choir. Well, it was wow. children's church. And I got to sing I Am a Promise. Um, and it was yes. eight years old. I was in second grade That's and maybe third cute. grade. And it was my first solo. And I killed it. At least in my head, I killed I it. I don't know if I really it. did, but they liked it. And like, the, I remember like the pastor came up whenever he was like, Aaron did a great job. And I was like, hell yeah, I did. Except I, I didn't say did. that because I was eight years old. And I didn't say hell. Heck <laughs> yeah. Heck yeah, I did. <laughs> but it, I wrote, I I rode that high for a long time. Yeah. 
to stardom. Yeah. All the way to stardom. To Hollywood. I was like the I was like the little diva superstar in like our, our children's choir. I was uh-huh. like the girl who could sing. Like I always got a solo oh my in one of the gosh. shows. Oh, I, look at me flexing my fucking second grade oh. experiences. <laughs> but like I just that was I mean, I didn't have very many things as a kid, okay? I wasn't that popular. Uh, yeah. I was a nerd. I was homeschooled. Same. I was the girl who could sing. That was the only claim to fame. Right, right, right. I think my first solo was um I was one of the three trees of of, of you know of it's the, the, the myth or the metaphor of the three trees that yeah. one of them become the cross oh, of yeah, Jesus yeah, yeah, and yeah. I've I did a little song. Did you become a cross? I think so. Uh. I can't remember. I was so nervous. I was so nervous for such a small part. I was a wise man for a uh, church Christmas play. Yeah, I was a camel salesman. I was Martin Luther. No, I was John Calvin. I was (laughs) the plague of gnats. I was literally everything. I was anything people didn't want to be, usually. Well, give it to her. I'll be a plague, sure. Anyway. Anyway, thanks for listening. (laughs) Yeah, have a great week, everybody. Thank you for listening. (laughs) Bye. For more shows like this one, visit rockcandyrecordings.com.